0: Latest findings on charitable giving during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Avshan Harlberg. Avshan is a visiting assistant professor at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where in addition to her teaching and her research, she's a valuable team member with our Muslim Philanthropy Initiative. And Avshan, thanks so much for being with us on the Fundraising Schools podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me today, Bill. I'm excited to talk a little bit more about our research.
0: Charitable giving during the COVID-19 pandemic. You have some findings regarding individual donors, as well as from the business sector. Let's start with individuals. What really stands out from the study's findings?
1: Sure, sure. You know, I'm I'm excited to discuss our findings about how people have been giving back during COVID-19 and We all know that COVID-19 has had a profound impact on just about everyone and everything. And as we haven't quite emerged from the pandemic, our findings about individuals and corporations are going to be Very important and unfolding as we continue. So on the individual side, you know, among individuals, we found that overall Americans maintained their commitment to charitable giving throughout the pandemic. And that was a finding that we had some exceptions with, but we're pleased to to see
0: and it certainly was consistent with the giving usa report for 2020 which resulted in a record amount of charitable giving uh, about 471 billion dollars nearly 90% of that coming from individuals but there's also an interesting finding regarding to the timing of this giving in 2020 what did your research discover
1: Yeah. You know, we know that December is typically a time where people do give generously, but our findings were that in December, the findings were much greater than in the previous two years. And we saw that uptick. We also saw earlier in the pandemic, when things were first unfolding, that April really gave us a big jump. And so we felt like those were really interesting to understand about the timing of when people were giving in relation to how the pandemic was unfolding.
0: Any speculation as to why, either from the data or as you and your colleagues kind of looked at these findings, just kind of hypothesizing or surmising, what about 2020 uh, was responsible for a higher percentage of these gifts coming in the final month of the calendar year?
1: You know, it was also a time where we saw some shifts in the way that the market was happening, but we also saw the release of the COVID-19 vaccine around that time. And all of that, of course, our data doesn't necessarily... Able, it's not able to distinguish exactly what those reasonings are, but it's possible that those were implications and influenced the way that people were giving and feeling at a time when things seemed to be turning a corner.
0: And of course, at the fundraising school, we want to point out that uh, the persistence of fundraisers in professional ways certainly played a large role as they continued their asking at the right time for the right people uh, for the right type of a gift. Uh, Did all subsectors enjoy this charitable giving in the same way or did you see some distinctions?
1: Sure, sure. That's a good question. And also wanted to just say uh, your, your plug for fundraisers. I just wanted to add that we noticed that there were a lot of important innovations and digital adaptations that individual, that organizations had to make to meet their donors where they were. And so we saw that play a role in the way that individuals give and there's definitely something something to be had there. In terms of the subsectors that saw a big uptick, we definitely saw That human services and health services organizations received a lot of charitable donations. And these were subsectors that were directly responding to the pandemic. And so we necessarily, we we definitely saw saw, um, a a good amount of individual giving to those subsectors.
0: And also to amplify the point you raised about the increase in digital fundraising, at first we had no choice as we were sheltering in place meeting our donors via Zoom and Teams, having our special events online. Um, and now as the pandemic continues in its most recent season, you know people are interested to see how that's going to continue. There's no doubt technology never goes backwards. Uh, it only goes forwards and continues to accelerate, which uh, we include in our new Certificate in Digital Fundraising. Here at the fundraising school, you know, Ashana another interesting point that th- this research raised about individuals was something more intangible. You know, we talk about people with their charitable giving and, and the techniques that they use and the timing uh, of their giving. But something emerged here in terms of, of trust. And of course, fundraising happens at the speed of trust. What did this study reveal in terms of the trust level amongst these donors?
1: Yeah, that, that's a great question. And it was actually a really interesting finding for us because we found that based off of the September survey that we conducted, individuals who go- gave to COVID related causes were more motivated to help others and improve their well being in society. And so there's this idea that COVID related giving has an association with trust or helping behaviors. And I think it's a really important one to watch for further investigation, to kind of think about how we build back up and tap into the trust that holds our communities together and whether this continues to play a role in in those types of behaviors.
0: It's a wonderful finding, especially since so much of what's talked about out in civil society during the pandemic has been mistrust, discord disagreement about vaccinations and masks and economic policies and lockdowns or not, and that seems to be predominant in the news uh, from civil society. What was your reaction when you saw this finding, which is contrary to that, that there are people who are trusting and are willing to help others through their philanthropic behaviors, including charitable giving?
1: You know, part of me was not surprised, quite honestly, because I felt like when we looked around us to our neighbors who were checking in on each other or bringing meals to one another or finding ways to, you know, check in on loved ones. It really seemed to match what we see in our everyday lives and perhaps not just the hot takes that we see out there. And so it, it was reassuring that it, it matched perhaps a lot of what we see around us. And it's an opportunity to just think about those special moments of, of the way we interact with one another.
0: And it's a key point of emphasis at our school, the Littley Family School of Philanthropy, where the fundraising school resides, that, you know, uh, philanthropy is voluntary action for the public good. And charitable giving is just one of many actions. Other actions can include working formally with organized nonprofits or neighbors helping neighbors, just volunteering resources and time and assistance to people who we know directly. And, uh, Sean, uh, your view on that uh, is, is so reaffirming we've talked about individuals you also had a, a segment of this study look at the business sector what did you find
1: yeah absolutely well you know we also saw corporations respond to the increased health demands by increasing giving and providing multi-year pledges and so that was a, a key finding that we found as we we engaged with corporations to understand a little bit more about what that philanthropic giving and generosity looked like during the covid-19 pandemic
0: now, we talked about when we were discussing individuals who was receiving these gifts in the business sector, there's something interesting about who was making these gifts. Some industries were a little more active than others, it seems, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Great point. And, and thanks for pointing that out. You know, we did see that finance and insurance companies, in fact, dominated the way that that corporations were, were giving to COVID-19. And, and that was an interesting finding for us, for sure.
0: Now, in our uh, fundraising school course, Fundraising from the Business Sector, we talk about how uh, the the business sector utilizes their charitable giving activities for many different reasons, one of them being employee recruitment, retention, and morale, uh, and that has included workplace giving campaigns. How are companies doing workplace giving campaigns when folks are working remotely? What is that looking like?
1: You know, it, it reminds me of the finding in individual giving where we noticed that nonprofits were relying on technology and digital adaptations. And we saw similarly in corporations, there was a heavy reliance on technology in order to meet employees where they were. And in order to adapt workplace giving in a way that spoke to the changing workplace environment. And I think it's an important one to continue to monitor moving ahead because we know that workplaces are not necessarily looking the same, even nearly two years out after the pandemic first began. And as you mentioned, we don't necessarily go backwards with our technology. And it's an important note for corporations as they're trying to see how to engage with their employees in this new landscape and in this new environment.
0: And this study captures so well charitable giving behavior amongst individuals and the business sector during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, I've shown one of the things uh, hoped for by nonprofits who are not engaged in direct human service in response to the pandemic, they're hoping that that business sector giving comes back over time. Any indication from this study or is that something not covered in this particular report?
1: It's not something necessarily covered in this report, but we do know that corporations have made these multi-year pledges, and so it's an opportunity to continue to hold corporations accountable and to continue to, you know, open up those conversations about what that looks like and what that commitment looks like beyond the pandemic.
0: Avsham Harlberg is visiting assistant professor at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where she's also active as a researcher and scholar at the Muslim Philanthropy Initiative, and therefore a neighbor of ours here at the fundraising school, where our content is research-based, including by studies like this. And you can find our research on the website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Look across the top toolbar, you'll see the word research, you'll see the pull-down menu, and you can find this and other free research studies. Now, a couple places over, you'll see professional development, That's where you'll find the Fundraising School with our public courses, expanding to more and more cities for in-person training, while we also continue to expand our online offerings, both virtual, meaning live, spread out over several weeks, and of course, asynchronous, meaning recorded. We have our quarterly webinars, and of course, these free weekly podcasts. And the starting point is the website at philanthropy.iupui.edu, or check us out on the Fundraising School app. Our producers today are Liz Jackson and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school.